Welcome back to Toys on Tap. This week is an insane week with Beast Labs coming on. 10 years in the toy scene, rocking it full time as a toy artist and killing the game, using all kinds of favorite toys, using all kinds of your favorite toys and making beautiful art. If you want to jump on and support this show, you can like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get podcasts. Jump on, follow us on Instagram and all socials at Toys on Tap. And if you want to support the show a little more, you can jump on that Patreon at patreon.com slash Toys on Tap. Now let's get to this episode of Toys on Tap. Dude, I'm stoked that you're on today. Oh, right on. I appreciate you having me, man. I, uh, you know, I saw, I think I began to see your work when I saw that you were making Earthworm Jim things. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of my favorite toy lines of all time. Yeah, man. I love, I love Earthworm Jim. Uh, actually, a friend of mine let me borrow his Earthworm Jim figure to mold that head with and it's just it's been a it's been a real gift (laughs) (laughs) i uh yeah it's did you so okay i got a guess on was it the mail away one that you molded of because it looks like you just got the head yeah the head it's a uh i believe it was an earthworm gem figure that the head like shot out of or something like that okay okay it, yeah, i can't I, I can't remember exactly uh like a, i think i molded the thing years ago and a lot of times i do that and i put things on the shelf i forget about them i find them later and then i have a whole bunch of ideas yeah <laughs> so. it's just the perfect like stupid head to fit yeah. on because it goes to such a small neck it fits yeah. on almost anything yeah yeah it's great and yeah it's really easy to make it uh fit where you can move it or you know go up and down with it and stuff like that it's uh it's nice it's cool i like uh, a lot of those earthworm gym toys were really cool but uh but yeah man it's uh the and the uh earthworm jimothy uh halpert and all that yeah Yeah, that was was just a lot of fun that one is crazy because i so i love the office too yeah it's that's i love the office also could watch it and did watch it over and over and over again yeah um so much so that i got to the point where i realized um it was like if i was happy i was watching the office if i was sad office depressed office and it was like is this my emotional crutch (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know it's it's got so much to offer yeah and so i eventually had to like wean myself off of it for a couple months just to see if i was okay without it oh man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i understand that before we dive any deeper into this, what which I hope is going to be rabbit hole after rabbit hole, um, please introduce yourself. Please tell everyone what you do. Oh, okay. I'm I'm my name's Joshua Glover. Uh, I'm an artist. Uh, I kind of just cobble together goofy crap, um, and hope that 
other people like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, doing this for about 10 years and it, I just kind of fell into it. So 10 years, that's a long time to be still doing something that you just fell into. Yeah, I know. This is actually how I feed my family now. It's crazy. That okay. We're we're obviously going to get to that point because that means you're a full time artist. Yes. Oh my gosh! And there's only a couple of us out there that work with toys that are full time. So it's a pleasure having you on. Oh yeah. Well, thanks, man. Um, let's start at the beginning. If you're working in toys now, I'm assuming that growing up, toys was everything for you walk me through that what toys did you have what toy lines did you love as a kid all that oh, good stuff oh man yeah as a kid for me it probably all started with uh my cousin's star wars toys yeah and then from there uh it went he-man and then ninja turtles and then I don't really remember much after Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, man, I used to, I was an only child. So action figures were my friends a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, so I would just, I would just set up like huge battles for my action figures. And I would say my mom had these, uh, hooks on our ceilings that she hung plants from and i used to take them down and tie kite string to them and set up zip lines for my toys and stuff and yeah yeah so it was wild man or that's or just unreal. dig a hole and bury a figure you know <laughs> that okay people underestimate how fun that part was because know, it played right? into the story well, the, the crazy thing is is i'm an adult now i've I bought my grandparents' old house, and that's where I live. And a while back, I had a tree die. I've got this huge creek that runs beside my house, and there, a tree died beside the creek. I had to cut it down, and I dug the stump up and everything. And as I was digging up the stump, I dug up an imperial guard figure that I had buried 30 years ago <laughs> that is so crazy to think it made it through like storms and didn't like come to the surface oh that, i know yeah oh it, it was gosh. it was way down in there man so uh, the robes were all gone but the figure was still good yeah oh oh i'm i would be so surprised if the robes made it but that means <laughs> that figure was in the ground for what 20 30 years yeah it, it had to have been at least that long oh and no one cared for it, but now you have it. Please tell me you didn't clean it off and like it sits all dirty just to remind you. Like well, this. likely right now it's sitting in a box somewhere, but no, I wouldn't. I didn't clean it off. I That's brought it perfect. in when I had my shop inside my house and uh and stuck it on my special shelf. Yeah. Uh but uh I had to I had to pack everything up and uh I moved into a bigger place that's also connected to my house. So being you you said you got Star Wars action figures and then just moved line to line to line. By the time Ninja Turtles come out, how old are you? Oh gosh, man. I'm really bad with uh, I don't even know how old I am now, so <laughs> Uh, I was born in 81, so okay. So like, I'll let you do the math. Yeah, so you got the back end of 
um the star wars characters and like new yeah. ones they were introducing and then went through all the fun lines um it's, right. and then you stayed in, like what's crazy is um usually because of this podcast i hear about so many kids and all the toys they had and they usually are saying like oh no i'm very much masters of the universe or i'm very much star wars or very much but you had all of these yeah well i just I, 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 well, I'll say worked at my grandparents' antique store my yeah. entire life. So anytime anyone would give me money and I would, I would keep it. And my grandparents, I spent most of the time with my grandparents, uh, as a, as a kid, but, uh, they would go to this old cafeteria in, in our mall. And after we would eat, I would run down to the toy store. It was like, a, I think it was a circus toys or something like that. It may mm. have been a local thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would run down there and I would, I would spend all my money on toys. So I just kind of got, I've always been with toys and, and comics and stuff like that. Judge a book by its cover. If it was something that looked cool. Yeah. I didn't really care what it went with. I wouldn't make it go with what I had. So, yeah, I do remember like I'm a 90s kid. So like as a kid, OK, having I had my favorite toy lines like um, I had Earthworm Jim. I had Mo cows, Cowboys and Moon Mesa. Yeah, I've got some of those. Those are cool. They're fantastic. And I had Street Sharks and all of these toy lines. I didn't I had a couple Ninja Turtles. Um but all these toy lines just like they worked together in one world. I didn't try to separate them. They just were whatever I wanted. That's what it was. Yeah, for sure, man. I, and I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't know. I guess that's, that's the creativity. Yeah. You know, and the imagination and this, I don't, I don't know. Kids just don't seem to have that anymore. Yeah, I, you know, I told a story, it might have been on here, but I told it a couple days ago to some friends of mine, they were asking what it was like growing up with action figures or whatever. And I told them, um, so when I was four, Toy Story, the first one came out. Oh, wow. So it's like, it was, I was the prime demographic. And I remember um setting up all my toys in my room like weapons everything all the toys had them and i would put them in weird positions and then i would close my door until just a crack was there looking yeah. hoping that they would like get up oh, and fight and stuff oh yeah yeah man there was a there was i remember uh feeling that way after seeing the indian in the cupboard as yeah. a child and then uh there was another movie like that that came out when I was a little older. I think it was called Small Soldiers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie is incredible. Gosh, that movie is cool. My, it's got some of the coolest characters in it. Yeah, and that was probably the last. I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I think that was like the last time that big, playable, like fun action figures came out. Some of their, in that toy line, um, there's two characters man i can't remember their names i think it's like punch it and scratch it or something 
yeah it's like a seven inch figure and like six inches wide wow yeah it's a it's yeah that's behemoth yeah that's so cool i I remember uh in humanoids yeah when i was a kid i remember getting a few of those from my grandparents for christmas like that tree and stuff god those things i remember those were huge and they were so cool yeah i do have a love for 375 uh, but there is definitely a part of me that like I love street sharks and how bulky they are. Yeah, and, they're really cool, man. And they're what interested me when I was little was like um, every toy was a hard plastic, but street sharks were this weird mix where the bottom half or the arms was hard plastic, but the face was this like rubber. It was a yeah. weird yeah, texture. It was like a- yeah, it was like a latex uh, skin over the top, like Boglin's kind of. Yeah, so it was really cool. Um, but so was there a moment that as you got all these toys, I mean, most kids go through it. You just get rid of all of them. Oh, gosh, man. No, you know what? I think really what happened with all my toys, and it's it's, it's tragic because... I would still have them today because there was a point when I decided that I wanted to like take my toy box out of my room and I wanted to put a couch in there and a TV, you know? So I, I boxed up all of my toys and put them in a storage building that we had behind our house. Mm -hmm. Well, about, I don't know. Eight years ago or so, it flooded really bad. Yeah. And all of my toys washed away. Oof. Into the creek, gone forever. Yeah. So whoever finds them in that creek, they're going to be stoked. Yeah, dude. If you don't think that when it, when the creek went down, that I jumped in there and walked it as far as I could go looking for stuff, and I never found anything. Yeah, holy moly. Yeah, Dude, that's it heartbreaking. Was, yeah, it was crazy, man. Um, I mean, the couch thing is funny because how how long ago would that have been? How old were you when you wanted to put a couch in your room? Oh man, I was probably like 12. Yeah. I was yeah, I was gonna say eleven or twelve, probably. Yeah, mid-90s, inflatable furniture and like yes. having furniture blue in your room. inflatable couch, dude. Dude, it's if we could just <laughs> as a culture get to the point where we can all recognize how weird that was for us. <laughs> oh, I know. The blue inflatable couch and then I had this this really wicked awesome psychedelic mushroom candle. Yep. Yep. That was too close to the inflatable couch. Yeah, my yeah. thing was um not only did I want I had an inflatable chair but I also had, um, man, I don't even know if they're called. You get, you see them in like Hot Topic or Spencer's. It's like some some kind of weird glass shape, and then there's electricity going through it. Oh yeah, the uh, plasma globe. Yeah, so I had those, and yeah, then I had those are a, awesome. um, a lava lamp because for some reason yeah. I thought that was the cool thing to do. Yeah, man. I mean, didn't we all have that stuff? But it, it, like, no one stopped us. So what I'm oh, I, I think, know. The hard part is like everyone saw this happening and no one said, hey, maybe don't do that. This is a bad look for you. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. That's the look I'm still rocking. I live in a bubble, my friend. Uh, I, yeah, I, I remember uh, I got my mom. Um, she got me a lava lamp one year. And I said, I, I need a second one. Um, probably like two <laughs> weeks later after I, I um, got that one. And she was like, why? I just gave you one. I was like, it's unimportant. I just need a second one. And she looked at me with like these like direct, like peering through your soul look. She goes, you opened it, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, I fucking opened it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tempting because it's just a bottle cap on top, right? Yeah, you just think a if bottle they cap. didn't want you to open it, they wouldn't put a bottle cap on top. Right. They would have sealed it where it like you couldn't get it open. Right. right. And then they make <laughs> The hard part is at the same time that these are coming in the 90s where kids wanted those, there's drinks called like Orbeez where it looks like a lava lamp. Yeah, Orbeez. Yeah, so it's like I yeah. I wanted to drink my lava lamp and oh, yeah. immediately realized I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you open the lava lamp up and get a, a good smell of all that yeah. oil and paraffin and everything in there. It 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 doesn't seem quite as delicious anymore. Yeah, I found out really quickly that it becomes a, a hazard <laughs> if you plug it in while it's open. Oh yeah, I never tried that, but I can see how that would be a bad idea. Yeah, my whole goal in life is like to see the extent of things and how they would go, and that like that was probably when I realized I need to get my life under control. You know, I was kind of that same way, but I used to just. Every opportunity I could get to take something apart, yep, I would do it. I would take it apart, and uh, and anyway, that led to me being a IT uh, like supervisor the, for yeah, the perfect. I don't know, like twenty years. I did that. Holy moly! Yeah. So, at, the question then has to go to like, you lose all your toys. They wash down the creek, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have an engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. How long between then and wanting an inflatable couch in your room to when you come back to toys? Uh, you know what? My son was born in 2001. Okay. And that that would probably, Christmas of 2001 would probably be when I really started to notice toys again. Yeah. Back into um, the 90s. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I just... I, I don't know, man. Uh, it, the the thing with uh, getting into toys was 
like with, with what I do now. Yeah. Was a, a friend of mine just, he sent me something that he made and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And uh, I was like, I, I think I want to try this. And then I just started messing around and started having more ideas. And, and that's like 2013, correct? Uh, let's see here. I honest to God am so bad with the only reason that I know it was around 10 years ago when I started was because just a few days ago, some of my memories popped up from some uh, like Masters of the Universe jewelry yeah. that I had made. And uh, and that was like when I was really first kind of learning how everything worked and everything. So. Uh, yeah, it it would be around 2013, and I can't remember anything else that was going on in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, what's what did he send you that he made that sparked your interest in toys? Man, he he made this. Uh, it was like a, it was partial, partially a plush. So okay. like it was like this long body, and then it had like a. Uh, a resin like two resin ends and it was like this worm creature thing that he had made and uh and then he sent me this uh this spaceship thing that he made that uh was a rotocast yeah it was like a hollow piece uh that he had done it was like man that is so cool i just, I, I i didn't realize you could do this stuff because i remember as a kid um I remember writing like this, you know, because there was no internet. Yeah. <laughs> I remember writing letters to Kenner Toys, asking them if there was anything that I could do to get a mold of a Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, my like, gosh. I would yeah. write them all the time. And and I forgot about all this stuff. Like, I just forgot about all my love for toys because for so long, I was into computers and I was doing IT work. And then the the hobby I had when I was in IT was I started rebuilding arcade machines and yeah. pinball machines and stuff like that. And uh, and then I just, uh, my friend sent me that stuff and I was like, you, you can really do this kind of stuff yourself. And I just, just learned how to do it, man. All trial and error that, um, and, uh, God, I, I, I never gave up and we worked through some really, really hard times, man. Like yeah. our family, we've worked through some really hard stuff and they've been so supportive, uh, helping me do this and supporting me doing this. And I'm just, I'm very fortunate yeah. to be doing what I'm doing for a living. So. I mean, your friend, that's incredible to hear. And I definitely want to hear more about that because I want to walk through you as a toy maker because 10 years is a long time, especially in such a niche art form. Yeah. Um, your friend also 10 years ago sending you something rotocast, like he's ahead of the game 10 oh, years man, ago. Tell me about it. Well, he was he was an imagineer at Disney for a while. So, okay. I mean, he's... he knew what was up. 
Yeah, he's a super talented guy. His name's Taylor Lindberry. Nice. Um, but uh, I think he goes by Barn Lord online. But um, yeah, he he's he's super talented. So I uh, because that's so early on, and the more people I talk to, ten years is probably like the earliest that I hear. I mean, I hear I've had Suck Lord on, and he's way earlier than that, but. That's a long yeah. time to stay in that. So you you get those toys and you start dabbling. What's yeah. the first things that come to mind that you're gonna make? Because we don't, okay the and the, you're not full time <laughs> at this time, right? Yeah, you're still right. IT right. No, no. I yeah, I'm still working in IT at this okay. time. I'm making some some jewelry, Ooh. and I'm calling I'm calling myself uh, jewelry of Eternia. Okay, and I make some He Man and skeletor um necklaces and charms and um like havoc staff and he-man sword and some things like that and i'm like ah this is cool but this isn't really what i wanted to do but uh you know it'll 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 be some good uh some some learning some experience yeah and uh and then from there uh, I decide I want to make like uh, I want to make my own like original thing just to see how that goes. So I sculpt like a, I called it the egg sack thing, <laughs> and and um, it was basically, it looked kind of like an alien pod mixed with a penis. I don't know. It was really veiny and grotesque. And, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I had uh, come up with a way to take um, just silicone from mm -hmm. the hardware store, and you can mix it with uh, Dawn dishwashing liquid uh -huh. and water, and you can squirt like acrylic paint into it and knead it into it, and basically the. Uh, the soap, the dawn will cause the silicone to catalyze, start to catalyze and cure, and you can make a putty out of it. And so I would, uh, I would make molds out of plaster because it was cheap. Yeah. And I would, I would get this silicone because it was also cheap at the dollar store. And uh, I would, I would make this, you know, custom silicone crap that smelled like cat urine it was so horrible my hands smelled bad all the time and, and uh you mash you know you could mix it in different colors and mash it into different parts of the plaster mold and then just put the thing together uh i learned a lot from watching that face-off show do you remember that on I uh i you know i've heard about that sci-fi i never watched it it was really cool they would sculpt uh like masks like for costumes like monster masks and aliens and creatures and stuff yeah but when that show first started they would really show the process of how it all worked instead of making it more like a, a competition it was more of a educational competition and uh god i learned so much from watching that show but it's just I'm I'm fortunate to be able to see things and pick up on them relatively easily 
sometimes. And then I guess if you have the want to do it also, it really helps. But, but yeah, it, it's, uh, but between face off and just, you know, fucking up all the time. Yes. I, I got all right at it now. It's some of it's muscle memory. I still like to, to step out of my comfort zone here and there because that's the only way to learn how to do something new. With, so. I mean, you be you're in this beginning time. What are some of the areas that you're grabbing from? So you have your friend that's helping you. Are you like seeking others out as much as possible? What is that looking like? Man, you know what? When I, when I first I got on Instagram, yeah, and and it just kind of this was I got on here just to kind of show my art stuff. My friend said Instagram was was where he kind of showed his stuff. And, you know, there was a, you know, there was a decent community community of people on there interested in that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll give it a try. And, uh, and uh, I met a few guys, um, namely uh, Bradley Sellers, okay. who is, is still this, this, this guy is like a brother to me. I've never, I've never met him in person, you know, but, uh, me and Brad and, uh, Joe Bridges, Joe, the Baker, that those two guys, I've, we've been together since the beginning. And if I hadn't met them, I really don't know that I would still be doing this today because, Between the two of them, they've always been two people I could go to about anything, but especially for a 100% honest opinion on ideas. Yeah. Uh, and so we we called ourselves the miscasts. Oh. And it kind of it just kind of went from there man and uh there's also a uh, shock market that guy he he was he was in there from the beginning too and those guys are just some really talented guys they're we're we're all pretty like-minded but also very different um and it's just it's like a brain trust. Yeah. So we all kind of just bounce things off of each other. And like one of us may get an idea that, you know, fits in with what somebody else is doing. And it's, it's just a free for all kind of thing. Like, yeah. And we all help each other. We all work together. We always have. And, and, uh, yeah, those guys, I mean, they'll, they'll give me ideas. They'll just in a conversation, I'll, catch an idea but yeah just talking to these guys and literally i i am in a bubble like i don't follow anyone and it's not because i don't think people's stuff is cool mm -hmm. it's because i i don't want to 
inadvertently steal an idea from someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I have such a terrible memory, dude. Like my memory is so bad. It is like it's it's on the verge of being a medical condition. Uh, I just I'm afraid that I'll I'll be perusing through the feed or something and and see something that I think is cool. I'll go to bed. I'll forget that I saw that thing. And then like a week later or something, I'll be thinking about that thing again and not know what it's from. And I'll think, oh, I just thought of that. That's a cool idea. Maybe I should do something with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to get in a situation like that. Uh, so a lot of times when I do peruse through things, I'll try to take, if I see something that I think is cool, I'll take a screenshot of it. Yeah. And I will, if I come up with an idea or, or if something just pops into my head that I think was like just out of nowhere, it was really cool. I'll, I'll have to just blast through all those screenshots and see if it was something that, that I saw. Uh, yeah. I'll, I also sure. mentioned these things to my, to my friends, you know, uh, so that uh, they can help me remember as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the, the thing that I think about often is. Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube live. It's Toys Alive. Toys Alive. Toys Alive. There's way cool artist unboxing. No it counts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Ooh, Current upcoming shows and drops. Drive. Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. News from the hood. Yeah. 100% indie, all the time. That's, That's Toys, Toys Live. Toys Live. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. How many ideas have I come up with because I saw something that looked even remotely close? Like, are my yeah. ideas that I think are mine, are they even mine? I know. And and even, even when you try to cut out the majority of influence, I mean, that's that's still an issue because inspiration is everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah. it's hard to not be inspired by something you think is cool. That um, That is a good way to put it. I don't love having the conversation of acts like when I make something and someone's like, hey, man, I made that like however many years ago. I know. And you know well, what? Damn. I used I used to be that way, man. Yeah. Like I was a real dick for a minute, dude. Uh like I used to feel that way and I used to I used to feel like, no, this is my thing. I I bootlegged this thing. And then I think, wait, I bootlegged this thing, man. It's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's all uh, you know. That's why I've kinda lately I'll I I stick to like ET and Gremlins, uh Nuggets. Uh, dinosaurs yeah yeah you know those those kinds of things they're just kind of like i don't know they're just kind of the things that i want to do so as we go through your progression i have one question followed by uh another question all right but uh we'll go through them slowly first one in the beginning like we all are just making most of the time it's hot garbage 
Yep. Because uh, we're learning trial and error. You weren't oh, even yeah. using like actual silicone. You were just plaster and whatever. Yeah. So then the question is, when did you make something that you actually looked at and were like, this, this is it. This is, I could do this. Okay. Uh, I would say probably the, the gizmo, okay. the articulated gizmo. Which was, was that recently? Cause I see a lot of those on your feet. Oh, I still make those. I okay. have, I have retooled gizmo so many times to, yeah. to just make it better each time uh but yeah i knew when i made the articulated gizmo actually the the very first thing i made was just the head because it was all the material i had was enough to mold the head yeah and this was with umu okay yeah i had got some umu to try Oh my God, that stuff is so horrible. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, I got that. I molded that head. It took like a whole, like the head is like four inches wide by two inches tall. And it took a whole freaking thing of Umu for me to mold this thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And I make I made the uh, mold box out of Legos and uh, just, but. I knew when it came out and it looked uh, like it, it it really looked like a Xerox almost, like a three-dimensional Xerox. I knew that, uh, that yeah, this, this was going to work. This was going to happen. Nice. And, and then that, I'm... That is a chunky boy, like that gizmo. Yeah, he is. It's a, it's a big figure, so you're just burning through the first batches of silicone until you get it right. Correct. Yeah. Burning through silicone and resin yeah. because at that point I was, well, there was, I was getting resin from Hobby Lobby. Okay. Uh, it like was like a, epoxy. Well, yeah. You know what? I tried epoxy yeah. and I poured epoxy into an umu mold and it like ripped chunks out of it. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything about uh, mold release or anything. And uh, and uh, so I, I I got this uh, it's like amazing resin, and it turns white from clear to white when it's done. And then that was getting too expensive, so I started getting this giant can of uh of a uh, polyester resin from like the hardware store. Yeah, like it's it's stuff that you use to do fiberglass mm -hmm. with, and um. And I started using that to make castings. And I thought that stuff was really cool because it looked, when it would cure, it looked like those, uh, you remember Ninja Turtles 2, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ooze you remember one, they? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made these donuts to give to Toka and Razor uh -huh. that was supposed to turn them back into babies. And they put those, these like lozenge things in the middle of them. Uh huh. And this this resin looked exactly like these lozenge things from Ninja Turtles too. Oh, like one of my favorite movies. So yeah, I started using that stuff for everything, and uh, but it takes like a an hour or more to cure, and I like to work fast. Yeah. So especially in all of this heat, because I've never had air conditioning or anything. 
mm-hmm. in in any of my shops. So um, it's a, got the polyester resin going, and God, this stuff smells so bad, dude. It was it was like going back to using silicone by hand again, like the cat urine smell. I just wish that they had <laughs> like how hard is it? We're we're in twenty twenty three to make a resin that smells like flowers right silicone that smells like fresh fruit or something like that i know how hard is that there there is a uh um there's a like a rubberized type resin you can get from specialty resin uh-huh. and it smells like kind of like tootsie rolls okay that's it see that's a good one yeah what you're not supposed to sniff it but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i've got this people wearing masks all the time and it's like man i need to start wearing a mask more yeah that's what my wife tells me all the time yeah i try to keep i keep the doors open and i keep up a, a good draft of ventilation going and try to do that and because it's hard to when it's like sometimes in my lab here it, it gets up to about a hundred and 1415 degrees yeah and uh man it's hard to wear all that personal protective crap it's like that i just don't want to yeah i know it's uh it's a trade-off man it's like anything else yeah i can have a heat stroke and not get lung cancer or i can have lung cancer and not have a heat stroke yeah that is a that is a trade-off <laughs> um <laughs> So the the next one is not only like when were you like proud of it or like that you could do this. Um, when was the first toy you made that you said, okay, now I can like I know I can sell this. I know I can make this a a thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be the just straight boot of the toxic crusader yeah yeah i bootleg i mean i took him apart like completely apart and i molded every single piece of him yeah and i i mean i didn't mold the tree inside so that it would have natural articulation but i molded each leg i molded the body i molded the wrists and hands the elbows and shoulders the head the mop head the mop handle just everything is a separate piece and this was like this was the most in like monetarily invested i had ever been in anything Mm -hmm. like i i was I, i couldn't let this one be a total screw up you know what i mean like i really had to focus pay attention and and i do this one the right way so i made all those tiny little molds and uh i didn't have a pressure pot or anything at this time i was just i was actually using a uh a vibrator that i bought on ebay like a personal massager vibrator Oh yeah to get all the bubbles to go yeah 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 so i would make all my molds to where I would be able to hold them with the pour spout up most of the time, regardless of how I would have to rotate it to alleviate uh-huh. the bubbles and stuff. So 
I was using a lot of silicone for that. And, uh, but anyway, I got the, uh, I got him all molded up, got every piece liberated. I put all the molds back together, put the rubber bands back on, and I did each one, each piece of him, I cast in a different color of clear resin. Nice. Of a smooth cast. I think it was smooth cast 325. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I did each piece in a different color, clear resin. And, you know, they were still bubbly and stuff because I didn't have a pressure pot, but they were, they were good. Like they weren't like, they didn't have big chunks missing and stuff like that. They just had like, you know how like a marble will have a bubble in it? Yeah, yeah. It it was like that. Like there were just like a few air bubbles trapped inside of the pieces, which, you know, I mean, wasn't terrible. And I just remember thinking, man, this, this is great. This is awesome. Now I got to figure out how to put this fucking thing together. <laughs> yeah. And how many years into casting and starting this was this? Man, I bet this was probably... At least two or three years in. Okay. And this is about the time, like, three years in, you invest in this and get it to work. And then how much longer before you say, I'm leaving IT? Oh, gosh. Another couple years? Yeah, it's probably another couple of years. Okay. Yeah. I I actually was doing some work subcontracting with a company uh and the guy went out of town and didn't pay me and that was the day i said fuck this fuck you i'm done yeah and that's when i went i just started making toys all the time that's all i just i just poured myself into it and I, I made those Toxic Avenger figures, and I sold, man, I don't know. I didn't sell a lot of them. I sold maybe maybe 10 of them. Okay. But I had to sell them for like $90 a piece because, because of the way, because I didn't know what I was doing. Is why I was charging so much. I yeah. didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the value. All I knew was how much I had put into these things. And that if I wanted to keep doing this, I, I was going to have to get this much out of it. And, uh, and I was just remarkably fortunate, dude. That's all I can say is I was remarkably fortunate. They, because they, they bought 10 at 90, yeah. which is, about nine hundred bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. um, a lot of money for. Yeah. yeah, just beginning. Yeah. What was I mean? You made that decision. That's a lot of fear. A lot of because you just jumped from not full time at all to full time. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's it was just like a like a snapping point, man. Like yeah. I was starting to feel like. Uh, 
like that guy in office space where every day I wake up is the worst day of my life. Yes. Yeah. Sitting in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it wasn't anymore. And so I just wasn't that stressed about it. I made the things somebody asked me about it. I told them how much they said, okay, cool. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. All right. That seemed too easy. And so the next person that asked, I told them the same thing and it just worked. And I think part of it was just maybe having the confidence. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I, I mean, but I, I, it's, it's, it's not like that anymore, you know, because now my goal is to make these things as affordable as possible. And so, which I admire, right? Like that is, I think that that is one of my go-tos as much as I can is if I make something, I, I just want it in people's hands. And so, but I think that that's the antithesis of art sometimes. Like I just want all my toys in people's hands as quickly as possible um, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. I want people to have these things, man, because yeah. if I want one, I can make myself one, you know, and I've I've got one of just about everything laying around here. Uh, but I want. I, I saw how people like. Enjoyed it. And that's what I really liked, like I, I like making a toy that maybe we had as a kid, but making it how we always wished it could have been, which it, for the most part is clear, right? I think we all wanted like see-through toys. Yeah. I, which I love <laughs> see-through. See-through Safubi is so fun. I have a couple oh, pieces man. and I love them. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff is crazy. I'm still, I am still trying to find someone to get me some vinyl like what kind some, of vinyl the the actual correct kind of vinyl for sofubi casting okay because i i mean i'm i've 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 got set up with a a, a custom made deal for melting pouring casting etc for sofubi but i just can't find a good material for it and the last time i i got what they told me was going to be the right thing they sent me something completely different but it came from china so yeah there's just it's hard to you know it's it's hard to get the right thing from them i did get some of the uh blocks of um like the stuff that the sticky slap hands and stuff are made of oh yeah, I got what? some some raw blocks of that and made a bunch of different stuff. And I just, I gave all of it away. I just made oh, it. Gave, we yeah, got to talk about this because I want to get some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I, can tell, I can tell you a really easy way to get that stuff, which is not the way I got it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, but, yeah. I mean, you, you jumped into it full time. You've been doing it full time for how many years? been doing it full time for gosh at least 
six or seven years. Six or seven out of the 10 years that you've been doing this, which is incredible. Um, and it's always good to hear that people are doing this full time because when it comes up on the podcast, I can only name a couple and those couple are also doing other art as well to like make it happen. What? Yeah. A, a couple things that you've learned through this, like, and how easy or how hard it is to do this full time. Oh yeah. Well, what I've learned is, is I also used to do things to help get through. And those things were, I did mass production I say mass production. It's mass for me. Yeah. I did I did some large production runs for several other bigger artists. Mm -hmm. Like I would make all of their blanks and stuff like that for them. And that was how I paid the bills for a while. Just doing that. Yeah. And then you just and then a knack for it. Yeah. And then kind of just you know, every once in a while, I would trickle out my own thing. But God, that is so sucking, dude. Making, making like a thousand little one and a half inch white figures that all have to be the same, just over and over, and over. Yeah, it like ruins your brain. Yeah, man. Well, it it it, it takes the it takes the fun and enjoyment out of it. Yeah. It turns it into a job, man. You know, like it feels like everything I was getting away from. Yeah. Especially so, when you're hired to do it for someone else. Yeah, man. And then, you know, just like before, when the straw finally broke the camel's back, uh, when I was working in IT, this guy had bought a, wanted a bunch of pieces from me and I made a bunch for him, you know, up front because he was such a good customer. And uh anyway, he got them and he said they smell different. I wanted to know if I used a different kind of resin. And then he didn't want to pay for them because of the way they smelled. Oh. And I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it, dude. You can get them somewhere else from now on. So Holy jeez. <laughs> so I quit doing that stuff. And then I just I I even I don't even often take commissions anymore, dude. Yeah. Just because I will every once in a while. It's just I I need that I need freedom to do what I do. Because when I get put into constraints, I feel like it just feels like mimicry and I feel like I'm being pushed into something and the the best things happen whenever somebody tells me, Hey, I want this, like, and they're very general about it and kind of let me put my twist on it. Yeah. Then that's, that's how you can get the best out of me. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you really want to pay for something crazy, you know, and, and you want to have it your way, then sure. I mean, we can do that. We can talk about that kind of stuff. But but uh, it's, I just need the freedom. I need I hate being told what to do. Don't you? <laughs> More than you know. More like, man, just, 
Uh, it just it yeah. it pisses me off thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like so much of, um, like I work with other artists to do things for a character that I have, and it's like I'm telling them what to do. So every time I do that, it reminds me, like, okay, maybe go easy on yourself. Like this is okay yeah. to be told what to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. With, but not all the time. Like, let me preface it. That's like ten <laughs> percent out of the hundred. No, no, no. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, the with all that, and I mean, like, how long you've been doing it full time, and the stuff that you're cranking out. The the question has to come. What's next? Oh, what's next? You know, I don't even know. Hopefully some vinyl, if I can get my freaking hands on some good, some good raw polyvinyl pellets. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's a real fly by the seat of your pants kind of situation over here. Uh, yeah. right now it's all about nuggets. I mean, it's nuggets, nuggets, nuggets. Um, I may wake up tomorrow and I, who knows? That and that's that's the joy of this whole thing is that I don't have to necessarily, you know, make a schedule and a plan for everything. I can I can go to bed at night not having to wonder and worry about what I'm working on. And then I can wake up the next morning. I can work on what I've been working on, or I could just start something new. Yeah. Which is the best feeling in the world to be able to table something. Yeah. I used to have such a hard time with that because for so long, I guess the IT mentality, once you start something, you need to get it finished. Yeah. And that is, that ideology is not conducive to productivity doing toys. Right. You know, because sometimes you, you get you hit a wall. You have to stop. You have to do something else. Or you keep working something until you just ruin it. Yeah. So do so. you with with this kind of stuff, I, I see that you produce a lot of one-offs and and mm-hmm. um less you like more in the same vein, less runs of one thing. Do you plan on in the future doing bigger runs of stuff of your own stuff coming out? You know, I I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I really like to do the one-off kind of things. Yeah. Because they, uh, they, it's just, it's more rewarding. You know, I hate, it was all that time I spent making little figures over and over and over and over and duplicating and duplicating. And it, I don't know. I guess I just, I changed. I changed because I don't just want to make bootleg things anymore. Like I don't just want to copy something and make it like different colors or clear. I want to, I want to, change it i want to retool everything 
I want to make everything something different. I just want to make everything something different, really. Yeah. And I've got like, I have all these ideas all the time, but like I said, I got such a bad memory. I constantly forget them. So, uh, it's that, that's, that's another reason why I never know what I'm going to do in the future, because I can't remember what I've been doing or what I was thinking about. So, well, whatever you end up making, we're here for it. It's incredible to see it happen. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I really do appreciate that. And like I said, I've just been, I've been really fortunate to have some good friends and good family and uh, some just a handful of people can really change your life. And I just, I never would have thought that. Dude, it has been such a blast having you on here, talking all about your life and toys and stuff. Well, thanks, man. It's been it's been great talking to you. Appreciate that. Um, the last part of every episode gets boiled down to the my favorite piece, where the artist gets to plug everything about themselves, where we can get stuff from you. How do we do it? How do we find you? If we want to pay you millions of dollars to do a commission, all those good things. How do we do all that? Wow. Well, for a million dollar commission, I will take all of your instructions. Just let's get that clear. <laughs> but if you want to contact me, really, the the only place to do it is Instagram at Beast Labs, all one word. And from there, you can get to my website, which is BeastLabs.net. And it, if you go to my website, it's it's usually pretty scarce. Uh, you're better off hitting me up by a DM. So peruse my feed. See what you like. See if anything interests you. Send me a message. Dude, thank you again so much. Hey, thank you. Thank you.